0: Hello friends, and welcome to the Higher Self Daily Podcast. Consider this a rest stop along the winding, often challenging path of being both a human being and a spiritual being. A place to rest your mind and heart and feel not alone in the process of remembering who you came here to be. I'm Karina Devi, and together we'll explore awakening, healing mindful, embodied living, and so much more. Thank you for being here in your full humanness and your bright inner light. Welcome to Higher Self. Today we begin a new segment, Community Q&A. I've asked listeners to send in their questions, and I'll dedicate a whole episode to answering them. These can be personal questions, questions you have for the Akashic Records, or anything at all. If you'd like to send in a question to be answered on Higher Self Daily, email me at karina at karinadavy.com using the subject line Community Q&A. In your email, specify if you'd like to be kept anonymous or if I can use your first name. Thank you so much to everyone who sent questions in. I'll be answering them over the course of the next few weeks. Here is our first question. This comes from a friend of mine. She asks, why does life feel so hard? And she cites a list of contributing factors, a death in the family, migraine she's been struggling with for some time, Roe v. Wade being overturned, exhaustion, and more. Why does life feel so hard? I think a lot of people are wondering this. Today, I'll focus on struggle on a personal level, and then tomorrow we'll dive into this topic as it's occurring on a more collective level. The personal experience of hardship can be one of the most confusing in our modern time. Because unless you're indigenous, you likely haven't grown up in a culture that understands confusion, loss, existential crises, grief and so much more. Ideally, we grow up in a culture that has rituals and ceremonies to process these very heavy emotions, and we certainly don't have to feel them alone. But living in the modern era, where so many of us are disconnected from our ancestral lineage, we're sort of floating out on our own with all of this weight on our heart. So first, Take a moment to acknowledge yourself for everything you have survived. It has not been easy, and you're still standing. You had to be strong, even when you didn't want to be. Even when it felt like you could not be strong any longer. You likely didn't have the level of support you needed and deserved. But somehow, you're here, alive and breathing, facing another day. Khan says, you don't have to love what happened to you, just love the one who survived it. So take a moment, maybe with your hands on your heart, and send some love to the part of you that survived all the chaos, hardship, tears, grief, and suffering. We'll have a few moments of silence. What does that part of you need to hear right now? Because our mind really likes something to hold on to, especially in times of struggle, I'm going to share five situations that may be at play when life feels hard. So take the one or ones that resonate for you and leave the rest. Number one. When things in our life feel relentless, like one thing after another keeps coming and knocking us down, I see this as exactly what happens before a breakthrough before you quantum leap into an entirely new way of being and living, oftentimes shit hits the fan. We find ourselves in this squeeze that seems to get tighter and tighter. And we wonder, when will it all stop? When will we get a break and get to breathe? We have to understand that life moves in waves of expansion and contraction. And sometimes, like in labor, We just need to breathe through it until the expansion inevitably comes. At other times, breathing isn't enough and our being is screaming at us to make some changes. Whether it is the relationship that just won't work, the job that brings consistent burnout, or a feeling of flatness that follows you through your days, sometimes life doesn't change until we do. Great positive change in our life is often preceded By getting tired of our own shit. And sometimes when we won't move, the universe moves things for us. Last year, I experienced a health crisis that forced me to leave a line of work that, even though I deeply loved, had me running through cycles of burnout for years. It was a blessing in disguise. I wasn't going to leave willingly, so my body forced me to. I needed a tower moment where everything crashed down on an unassuming Tuesday afternoon to pave the way for the beautiful, sustainable life I was about to build. So perhaps the resistance and struggle you feel in this time is your wise higher self guiding you toward a greater life. Number 2. This person mentions that they struggle with migraines. As I am coming toward the apparent end of my migraine healing journey, I look back on it with pure gratitude. Even though a year ago, they were so bad, I was just ready for the suffering to end. And I was starting to give up. But in the process of seeking the root cause, which included all sorts of trauma and energy healings, cleanses, therapies, supplements, elimination diets, you name it, I have come to the other side, feeling like I have been tuned up and purified. Migraines were a symptom of dis-ease in my body. They had roots in past life trauma, in my toxic load in my body, and so much more. And as I have gone through this process of just sort of following the breadcrumbs, trying this thing, and then following that to the next thing, and as I have stepped more fully into my purpose, they have damn near disappeared. Illness is a humbling but excellent teacher. So perhaps those symptoms are calling you to dig in below the surface and listen to what is trying to speak. And oftentimes we can't really hear what that is because pain is one of the loudest noises there is. It's hard to hear the whispers of our body underneath it because it is such a potent, overwhelming experience. If you are struggling with migraines or any form of chronic illness, maybe just going through that journey, taking the right next step and then the right next step or the next step that you're curious about, even if you're not sure if it's right or not, will inevitably lead you to where you want to go number three. Oftentimes, challenging periods in life are marked by astrological transits in our chart. You probably know of the famous Saturn return, the time in our late 20s when Saturn gives us a sobering look at our life. It's often filled with turmoil, but if embraced, can introduce you to your destiny. There are other stressful transits as well, and I highly recommend getting your chart read during challenging times in your life. This way, you can find out exactly what the qualities of this challenges are, like what you're being pushed to learn, and when it's likely to end. Just knowing that can give you so much more capacity to face the challenges at hand knowing that it's coming to an end in October, for example, or a year from now. I remember when Michael Jackson passed away, I was apprenticing with an astrologer in Hollywood and she showed me his chart and how he was going through this really challenging Mars period that was just about to end. I remember her saying, like, gosh, if he just could have hung on for a little longer, that challenging period would have been over, and he actually would have come into this real high point of his life. So having some cosmic framing for what we're experiencing can be so supportive. Number four. There is a phenomenon called the dark night of the soul, and anyone embarking on a journey of awakening, intentionally or not, will inevitably find themselves in one. This period does not last forever, but is an integral part of the awakening process. We experience great strife and anguish during a dark night of the soul. Eckhart Tolle describes it as a time of profound meaninglessness where our previous concepts around what has meaning in our life falls away. We are being transformed, and the dark night of the soul is the uncertain middle, where part of our ego has been disillusioned, but the new frame of meaning or understanding has not yet been constructed. During this time, our whole life can appear to be falling apart. Loved ones pass on, relationships come to an end, Jobs are lost, health is challenged, and often mental health issues arise. This is often a period of deep depression. I've been through this process a few times, and while painful and challenging, yes, I came to view them as a vinegar of sorts. Like, yes, they stung, but they also cleaned out my life in preparation for something new to grow. And when I look back the only things I truly lost were inauthentic parts of myself and areas of my life that were not truly in alignment with my soul. You go through a process like that enough times and you start to recognize that anytime anything falls out of your life, whether it be a friendship or a job or where you live, anything like that, it is putting you on a higher path. It is progressing you along the evolution of your soul's journey. So now, anytime something like that happens, a tower moment where something unexpectedly leaves my life, I don't feel a very strong attachment to it. It's this graceful goodbye. And yes, there are often emotions that come with that, but it feels much quicker and easier to process knowing that ultimately it's all for the best even if it doesn't seem that way in the moment. Now, of course, when it comes to the death of a loved one, I always encourage the one who is grieving to do a few things. Feel as fully as you can. Get support, professional support, community support, spiritual support. When you're ready, use it as an opportunity to explore death and what happens on the other side. The passing of a loved one is often a really powerful catalyst for awakening, especially if the person is exploring how they might still be able to communicate and connect with their loved one on the other side. Ram Dass is a wonderful teacher on the death process for those who are curious. And I also really love hearing people tell the stories of their near-death experiences. It's such a wonderful way to learn about what happens during and after death in a way that comes from personal experience rather than what, you know, let's say a book or one specific teacher says. You listen to all of these near-death experiences or all of these past-life regressions from people who do not know each other and you hear all of the threads running between them, all the similarities, and you start to paint this really beautiful picture of just how peaceful and easy and light the death process can be. Finally, we come to number 5. Some of us have made soul agreements to learn through hardship. This is really common on a 3D planet where things are extremely dense compared to other locations and dimensional realities. But, at any time, you can decide and declare that you want to learn through joy, ease, and fun rather than challenge, struggle, and stress. If this calls you, I recommend connecting with your guides and creating a ritual to release the old way and call in the new. You may like to call on the help of a healer to support you in this process, but it's absolutely something that you can do on your own if that calls you. Remember that death precedes rebirth and we are always moving through cycles of transformation. Challenge brings purpose. And once we can find the meaning in it and take a more empowered view of what tests us, our suffering often disappears. Here are some mantras to keep with you during hard times. You can just listen or repeat after me. This is hard right now and it won't last forever. Sometimes life sucks and that's okay. I don't have to enjoy every phase, and this one will be over soon. I find out how strong I am by having to be strong. Inevitably, I will experience a time where I don't have to be strong anymore. softness. I trust when things fall away and listen to what wants to be born through me. When things look like they're falling apart, they're really falling into place. My story doesn't end here, and where I'm going is better than I could ever imagine. I hope this has offered you something meaningful and helps those hard times feel a little less heavy. Tomorrow, I'm going to share about the global time we're living in, where so many are experiencing great challenge and stress, and why that may be see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening and spending this time with me. If this impacted you in some way, please share this episode, whether that's on social media or sending it to someone you thought about while listening. I would love to connect with you on Instagram or TikTok, and my handle for both of those is at Karina.davy. If you'd like to connect more intimately, you can join me in the Higher Self Sanctuary, a virtual village where I lead weekly meditations, workshops, women's circles, community gatherings, and more alongside my partner, the incredible master coach, Jacob Metzger. To check out the sanctuary, you can go to www.higherself.earth. It's also linked in the show notes. And if you'd like to work with me one-on-one, you can book a session at karinadavy.com. You'll also find information there about courses, in-person retreats, and other offerings. If you're enjoying this podcast, leave a review so that we can reach more of the people who are looking for this space. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a beautiful day.